what is your usual zoom background do you like i usually like the grass because i like to pretend that i'm in a bug's life <laughs> there because <laughs> i'm only fair. as big as a blade of grass i'm like sup i'm gonna teach you all something today from the grass Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast dedicated to watching trashy TV without shame or judgment. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And we are back again this week. We are back. It's been a rough week in the world. Another one. It really Even, like, it just keeps getting rougher. I know. Like, it's going to be June on Monday. What's going to happen? Like what's I I literally have no idea what could possibly be next. I mean, like we literally I, didn't even care about the cannibal rats. Yeah, like that's did not phase us at all. Uh, uh-uh. cannibal rats are tired. That's funny compared to <laughs> everything else. Yes. And you know we're just in hell. Um, welcome to hell. So, as I was, I think I was talking to you earlier that um, I definitely was. Watching a lot of reality TV this week because it's the only mm. thing that my brain could focus on for more than like two minutes at a time. Because any amount of yeah. like anxiety or like societal conflict couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I just need two people yeah. yelling at each other about their hair. <laughs> exactly. Reality TV is just the greatest escape from the heaviness of the world because you get to focus on drama that is so petty. And it's so inconsequential in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. that it's such a it's it's a nice it's a relief it's a breath of fresh air. It really is. It's like all oh, these people's problems are so hilarious. <laughs> like it's amazing. Like people, these are people's lives. Yeah. God. Um, okay. So, what did you watch this week? Um, I kind of we talked a little bit before about this. I didn't watch a ton, honestly. I I know last week I talked about how I started rewatching LA Inc and I watched more of that and I accidentally got my husband sucked into it. Oh hell which yeah. Which happens all the time where like I'll be watching something trash TV related and he's working and then he'll be done with work and he'll come in and sit down and watch it and just get sucked into it and that's mm-hmm. what happened with 90 or with um it has happened with 90 fiance before it's happened with Teen Mom it's happened with um, now it's happened with LA Inc. We got into that. So we finished watching that. But other than that, I haven't watched a ton. Um, I was telling you earlier that I got <laughs> I got sucked into a rabbit hole about I, – I, I'm only going to mention this really briefly. No, that's all right. it's not relevant. We can talk about current I, events. I need to talk about it because it's I it's like all I've been thinking about other than, you know, the, ac- the other crap that's been going on. Because I went down this huge rabbit hole. Uh, this YouTuber, her name is Micah Stoffer. She lives in fucking Columbus because, of course, she fucking does. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's like a YouTuber lifestyle mommy vlogger, which is like a whole topic for something else. God, Not yeah. the YouTube lifestyle thing, but the mommy vlogger thing in particular is like something that is really, I don't know. There's going to be a lot. I feel like there's this is, I don't know. It's unique to our time. <laughs> it is. Let's say that. It is, and it's. That's very true. Anyway, she and her husband, they had three biological kids. Actually, I th- yeah, they had three biological kids. And then they ad- they adopted a um, little boy from China. Mm-hmm. And they documented all of this on their YouTube channel, the entire adoption story, including releasing some details about his, like, medical history and stuff before he was. they were even his parents. That's a little weird. Uh, so that's a little weird. They gained an incredible amount of followers from this um, adoption journey, mm-hmm. and um, they were warned ahead of time that this child, um, his brain scans came in, and he, like, some doctors, I don't, I'm not entirely sure the exact diagnosis, but uh, part of his brain seemed to be, like, missing. He had a stroke in utero. Mm-hmm. He had brain tumors and brain cysts, all kinds of stuff like that. They were told that he was going to be very special needs. They were actually told beforehand that they should maybe reconsider it because it was going to be very serious. Mm-hmm. They get him, pretend like everything is fine. All of a sudden, a couple of months ago, he disappears from their channel. Don't They don't address it at all. They, don't, they block people. They delete comments asking about where he is. Oh, my God. And then uh, uh, earlier this week, they made a video of them sobbing, playing the victim, of course, talking about how they decided to rehome him. Um, and this uh, because he was too... 
basically they they said that his needs were far worse than they were ever told and that is just a fucking blatant lie because they have videos talking about how they were told this ahead of time but that is their son and quote my child is not returnable is what they said in a video and then they did this and so i went down this hole and they're just horrible people and i'm just disgusted and that's that's what i watched all week is like youtube videos about these people yeah anyway i just can't believe that they really thought that the way to get around saying that they couldn't return their kid was that they're rehoming him like yeah a fucking bird yep it's gross and there's like a whole bunch of stuff like questionable stuff that how they treated him and how they like did not address his needs did not get him enough help and therapy that he needed even though they are incredibly wealthy because of their youtube channels mm-hmm. they she talked in one episode about how her husband also has a youtube channel he has a deep like a car detailing channel mm-hmm. and it has over nine hundred thousand subscribers and one of his videos made forty two thousand dollars holy one fuck. video yeah holy shit so like you aren't you can't tell me that you guys don't have the means to help this child right you cannot tell me that and, like, I know that, like, in Instagram and stuff, when people have multiple hundreds of thousands of followers, they'll get, like, you know, a quarter of a million dollars for an ad post. Like, yes. you're not wanting for anything. Yeah. Even if... Oh, that's one other... Th- oh, yeah. Go. Sorry. No, go. Go ahead. No, you finish your... Oh, okay. I... One other go, thing that... Go. No, you go ahead. Go. <laughs> I'm not talking until you finish. No. Oh. <laughs> um, <sighs> I was just going to say, even if he was, like, so special needs that he did need, like, special care, like an in-home nurse or, like, in-home physical yeah. therapy or something, like, they could afford that with that they kind of salary. They have the means to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Another thing, another really horrible thing is they had a, a baby a year after they had, like, they brought him home. They had a newborn baby. Like, they delivered a baby of their own, another one, right after he got home. Wow. I really hope that kid does not remember that this happened and they can, like, scrub his name from everything so that he'll never know because, holy shit, talk about some bullshit to work through in therapy when you're 15. Yep. It's it's all just so, so fucked up. And, but I, they're getting, obviously, a lot of hate. I think probably a lot more hate than they thought they were going to get. And it's made, it's kind of. Like, I didn't know who these people were at all before mm-hmm. this all happened, but, like, it's made a lot of, like, pretty popular new, like, BuzzFeed posted about it and the BBC posted about it. Mm-hmm. And um, all, like, she had a sponsorship with Zanon and Fabletics, and both of those had been, they cut ties with her. Well, so good. at least things are, you know, she's losing sponsorships. This is not going to be something that she can just come back from, you know. Hopefully. Because so. that's yeah, yeah, full-ass trash. <laughs> Full ass. Yeah. Just, like, just COVID alone and the racism that's coming at the world, <laughs> like, at yeah. Chinese people and this being a Chinese special needs baby. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. I know, like, way yeah, too many that. people who are in the foster system that had very bad experiences that I hope someone yeah, reaches out and adopts this kid. Yeah, apparently um, he is with a family that is... A- like wanting to adopt him. Oh good. Okay. So, but that's just what, like, that's just what they say. I don't really know how much. I guess trust that's that. the rehoming. I don't really know how yes. you like legally give your baby to somebody else without like adoption agencies. Yeah, I know. Like they are involved, but I think like right now he's in a family that is intending to adopt him. So hopefully things will work out. That's good. For him. But I mean, regardless. As, as a child who already had a separation disorder from, or a separation anxiety disorder from, you know, being placed for adoption, mm-hmm. like, now that's, I mean, this is not going to fucking help, is it? He's Mm-mm. just fucking abandoned by his parents that he's lived with for two, almost three years? No. Holy fuck. Cool. Holy fuck. Two, almost three years yeah. is so much. Yeah, it's not like he's just been there a couple of months. Like, he's been there. This has been his life for most of his life. It's just really fucked up. Because, like, how much did they just not think of that kid as their kid? Even though, like, it, that's yeah. how you should go into adoption is ado- an adopted child is your child. You are parenting them. Is, exactly. Fuck. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, I'm so sorry that I had to talk. I just needed to talk about that for a second. Because no. it's been weighing very heavily on me. That's totally but fine. But let's get back in. Let's get back into TV. What have you been watching? All right. It was 
a boon for me this week. It was a majestic <laughs> experience because last Friday, the second season of Selling Sunset came out. And yes. oh my God, it is so much worse than the first. It's so much. That is amazing. That's always the best. I just, I'm, oh, you're going to have to watch it and we're going to have to talk about it because I there's will. so much. And Christine, I, will, I promise. I follow you on Instagram now. So don't fucking at me, but you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, she's damn so it, bad. Christine. God damn it, Christine. Awesome. I'm excited to I'm excited to get to know and hate Christine. Yeah, I haven't I think I watched one or two episodes of the first season like a while ago. Mm-hmm. So I need to watch the first season and then and then the second. The first I'm season excited. was really good, but like the first episode definitely seemed more like a, just a house selling show, so it wasn't as yeah, compelling. And now I don't think they've sold a house in two seasons. So, hell yes, that's exactly what I want to hear. Yeah, like this, the whole drama right now is like nobody has sold a house, and so they don't know. And then one person sells a house, and they're all like, "Yes, now let's go all spend money." And then you're like, "But no, not all of you sold this yeah, house." No. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that came out yesterday when we're recording, so Friday the 29th, was. The third season of my favorite cooking show, travel TV show of all time, Somebody Feed Phil. And ah, what is that about? It's so good. I've it's just it. Phil Rosenthal, who was a writer for Everybody Loves Raymond, and his mom was okay. the inspiration for um, Marie, Raymond's mom. Yeah, yeah, Ray's mom. Yeah, and so he goes around the world just trying new food, and he just has these big old eyeballs. And he gets so excited every single time he puts anything into his mouth. He'll be like, mmm, yum. <laughs> <laughs> and he has, this season, he's really gotten into, like, kissing people's cheeks. And he's like, this is so okay. good. And he gives them a little Aww. peck. And, like, you know, this little tiny dude in um, Montreal who makes them a really good bagel. Like, it's so earnest. That's awesome. There is, honestly, there is nothing more exciting to me than food. Mm-hmm. And so I love watching other people be excited about delicious food, too. So that sounds amazing. And it's, like, such a mood booster because he just is, like, I don't know. It's, like, positive, but in one of the, like, not love and light annoying kind of ways, he's just, like, unflappably excited about life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I love that. It's contagious. And anytime he goes anywhere, like, he'll, he went to, a, like, an ice cream shop in Chicago and he just went in there and it was just, like, immediately made everybody else super happy, super excited, like, amped, yelling at people through the door, hey, come on, get ice cream, I'll buy you some ice cream. Oh, like, hell yeah. So cute. I don't know. It's, I love that. It's I so need soothing. more of that in my life. Mm-hmm. So if anybody needs something to watch to cool your mind, because Lord knows we need it this week. We, we sure fucking do. Um, the other thing I've been doing is I've been on our Instagram a lot more. And watching mm-hmm. all of the Instagram live stuff, which yeah. has been surprisingly good. Because, like, a whole lot of people I wouldn't have expected are, like, coming out against police brutality and, like, being mm-hmm. like, hey, racism is real. And it's like, whoa, holy shit. But, like, a lot. I, I mean, my entire Instagram feed and Twitter feed and Facebook feed is all Black Lives Matter stuff right now, which mm-hmm. is, like, exactly where I want it to be. I know. I deleted my Facebook from my phone this morning because I saw two posts mm-hmm. from people who I knew that were not good and I couldn't get in another fight because I know I've gotten into fights with them about it before and it's not yes. ended well it's so I just I just deleted Facebook off my phone which I feel like was the nuclear option but I did it that's fair Facebook is by far the most infuriating of any of them mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like I've kind of curated my Facebook to mostly just be people who yeah. At least the people who appear on my timeline are the people who I agree with mostly. Yeah. So. I think I've done that better with Twitter because Facebook mm-hmm. is a more vast space of people who I've met in person but haven't necessarily talked about anything real in person. You know, lots of people you add exactly. because Just, you go yeah. to a party one time and you get along with them and then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> They're fucking racist. Never mind. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> um, okay. So the other thing I've been doing is Instagram. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, Harry from the sex one. Too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. 
I was I was trying to be like, don't say love is blind. Don't say love is blind. It's not that. I know. I know. That was That's the all I could think of too. My mind. <laughs> um, so he did this thing where he put up a little like a uh, question box, and it's the love doctor, and he actually gives like really good advice, which blew my mind. So I, that is very unexpected. I screenshot a couple of them. So there's one that's love doctor um, person says, I dated this guy, broke up. He wants to act like we're still together, but no label. And then he just did this little, I don't know if you can see this face, but it's like where it makes all your features really tiny. And it says, fuck boy status. He's sleeping with more than just you, sis. Leave him on red. There you go. And then this one says, what to do if I still have feelings for my ex and he currently has a girlfriend. And it just says, respect their relationship and move on, my little lettuce leaf. Yeah, uh, yeah my, true. my BF cares more about his master's degree and future job than our future together. The saying goes, teamwork makes the dream work. You two need to support each other so you have the best future together. And he did like a whole thing wow. that's like, I, I know you're not going to like that I say this, but he has his priorities, right? And I was like, Wow, what damn. reasonable, reasonable responses. Damn. Who knew? Not at all what I would have expected from him. Right? It's been wild. It's been a weird mix on Instagram of what people are doing, too. Because there's, like, Harry, who is just staying at home giving love advice. And then, like, David was the other one going out. And he ran, like, a marathon and recorded all of it. I don't know. Damn. (laughs) It's just wild. Yeah. I mean, this is just an interesting time to be alive. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh. What a weird time. But today, is that all you wanted to talk about in terms of what you'd watched this week? Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? Okay. I think that's all I've got. So, to, yeah, today we are going to continue our 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days season four discussion with the most recent episode, which premiered last weekend. Um, who do we want to start with today, Julia? Oh, Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> I don't know. How about just, we'll start with Stephanie and Erica, because again, they're not up to much. Yes. Okay. So, it starts off, basically the last episode ended, they met up and kind of talked a little bit, but they didn't resolve anything. It just, it seems like they're over and they're done. And so, this episode starts with Stephanie leaving to go back to America, and like the first thing she talks about is how she gets to the airport and she's disappointed that Erica didn't like show up and surprise her to say Uh goodbye and it's like bitch that was yesterday and you guys are done what the fuck yeah no that was so buck wild like I don't even know and then she was like oh and we haven't even spoken like she didn't even text me or anything and I'm like yeah I don't know if at this point in time I would care if you got on the plane safe or not (laughs) you guys literally broke up and you treated her like shit the entire time. Yeah. So. And she also lives like yeah. four hours away from where you were going to the airport. Right. Exactly. It's not. Uh, she's just. She's just clueless. I feel like she's just really not self-aware. I forgot to tell you this because this was earlier in my week of Instagram stuff. But I was like, I wonder what the fuck Stephanie and her family is doing during COVID. Mm-hmm. Her parents just left for Prague. For vacation. Yikes. So maybe she has reasonable fears about telling her mom anything. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 bad. Like, um, oof. I know that they went to go visit family, but, like, they had to go through Austria, and apparently Austria had quite a big spike when they were there, and, like... Yeah. yeah. Why? And... And... So this is just her parents that her parents went, right? Not her. Yeah, not her. She's okay. at home, but I, like. Yeah, but still, no. I was just gonna. I just wanted to clarify before I went into this. But yeah. like, they have a child who has who is high risk, and if they want to have like any contact with her, they need to stay home. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Like this isn't a necessary trip. This isn't like groceries or anything exactly. else that you may need to go out of the house for it's like oh cool we're just gonna go on vacation which to see our family we all want to see our families but also that was the other thing did you notice when she got to the airport she asked the lady um uh at the front desk do you guys have any face masks and they were like no and it's like why didn't you have i'm not trying but like as somebody who is sick chronically ill uh-huh. i 
have always make sure I have before I leave anywhere. I have all my insulin stuff. I have stuff in case my blood sugar goes low. Like that's something you should have just have with you. If is update. I am a person um, who has asthma, and so when I get respiratory mm-hmm. sicknesses, it's like it all the air feels like it's like scratching my throat all the time, and it's real hard to breathe. So I have yeah. like cloth masks that you can just wash yeah. and are good for this. Like. Exactly. Why yeah. don't you carry around a couple of those? You don't know when you're going to be in a big crowd in a foreign country. Exactly. Yeah. That's just different um, new germs, even for regular, not immunocompromised people. Mm. Right. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you guys didn't hear this because I cut it all out, but we just had to go on like a 10 minute rage pe- about people we know who are not following guidelines and we're just over it uh-huh. so that's why we're a little i'm just gonna be mean to everyone on this episode because i'm just over everyone not well, even on this to show be just fair, everyone, in general. everyone fucking deserves it on this show right now that's true except that erica true. erica's the only one who's okay yeah she's fine i have no problems with erica um and as we discussed last week i'm pretty sure she would wear masks so yeah Erica's she's fine. so cute. She's such a cutie on Instagram too, because she like reposts people's fan art of her, and she's just like, yeah, again, very earnest in yes. appreciation. Yeah, I like her a lot. But yeah, there wasn't really a ton of them. Well, there wasn't any Erica in this episode, I think, at all. But um, Stephanie said that by by the time she had got back to America, they hadn't spoken in three days, and they had like unfollowed each other completely on all social media. So it seems to be done. But um, she tries to come out again in the car and she does. And then she instead of she just keeps lying to her mom, too, because her mom was like, um, I feel like you're not telling everything. Yeah. And her mom was asking, like, are you guys still friends? Because I think Stephanie had talked about how they got into like an argument. And she's like, oh, yeah, we're totally still fine now. And it's like. Bitch, you just talked about how you haven't spoken in three days and you've unfollowed each other on social media. Y'all are not fine. They're not fine. I don't know. I, I get I get it, but I don't get it. I think I've said this before in a million of our other episodes about this, but, like, just fucking rip the Band-Aid off. It's worse to just sit there stressed out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. probably her mom will be fine with it. Maybe a don't-talk-to-me-about-it thing, but... Right. It's, yeah, she just needs to get it over with. As we've talked about many times, I mean, she's going to fucking find out when she sees you on this goddamn show. Maybe that's why they left for the Czech Republic. Yes. They're like, you can have the house. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Cruel. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to say about them? Nope. Yeah, they were pretty, pretty boring. Let's do, um, let's do Darcy and Tom next because they were on for just a second. (laughs) But, well, Darcy was. Tom's not. My first line, again, which I think this was my first line of their of my notes section from last week, is why are they still on this show? I don't know. And that whole grave thing and adding it, they're going to get it a spinoff series. So... Yeah, I think I feel like every TLC is just dying to stick Darcy in any season of 90 Day Fiance they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't see why they were on this season at all, to be honest, because it they could have made this into one of the, like, they have, um, like, they have a specific 90 Day Fiance show that's, like, on the app. Mm-hmm. That's, a, like, it's basically just, like, updates from people who were on old seasons. So they could have definitely just, like, made one of those for her. Like, there's no reason she needed to be on this season at all. It's not even like they were together at the beginning of this season, really. Yeah, it's like they just kind of manufactured I, a bad breakup. Yeah, which... Yeah, and then I just thought it was also just kind of weird. This whole their whole clips, their all of their clips this episode were them at their brother's grave, and they were talking about how Stacy was like, "I just hope that Darcy's able to find somebody like our brother." And it's like, Ugh, it just made me uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable, and like the fact that they got like in their knee high, scary ass boots to go tromp around in a graveyard was just a lot, too. Yes. Yes. It's, I don't, I don't know. It just felt like so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was weird. It's going to be just, a Darcy and Stacy show. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's something because 
TLC loves them so much. And oh. I mean, I'll fucking watch it too, probably, because I'm trash, but that's I fine. I, I love them. I hate them, but I love them. I because all of their things that are really bad about them thus far are not bad, bad. They're just really yes. bad at, like, just... communication and interpersonal skills. <laughs> yes, and they're just pretty, you know, materialistic and that kind of thing, which is, like, not inherently a horrible thing, but it's something that like sours me to a person instantly mm-hmm. if they seem like that type of person so but darcy is definitely especially compared to everybody else on the show like darcy is fine <laughs> yeah yeah i mean she's better to her kids than i think anybody else on the show except avery i was gonna say at least i was gonna yeah avery well yeah i don't i feel like i haven't seen her enough interact with her kids to really ju- judge avery but I feel like at least Darcy seems like she cares about her kids mm-hmm. and about what's going on in their lives. So yeah, and they seem to have like a good relationship. Yeah, and like ability to communicate with each other. Like they were like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we don't think Jesse's the right guy for you," and she's like, "Oh, huh." And so like it actually made her like think about it with Jesse and yeah, yeah. It did. She didn't just automatically, you know, dis- disregard what they said because they're children, like a lot of people do. Yeah. Um. Okay, I don't think I have anything else to say yeah, about them it. other than what the fuck, the teaser for next week is that Tom reaches out to her again, and I'm like, Tom, seriously, I... pick your fucking dignity up off the floor, stop being an asshole, and move the fuck on. It is so clear that she is done with you, so just leave her the fuck alone. And That's why on. he likes her. Yep. <laughs> yep. I just it's, turned my yeah. face into, like, strawberry shortcake. I was like... Mm. <laughs> Okay. I don't so know. So, who do you want to talk about next? Um, should we do Ed and Rose? Because we didn't really see Rose again. It was just Ed coming home. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. just Ed. I, the best part of this was seeing Teddy, his dog, at the airport. So excited Fuck. to see him. I love Teddy. I literally wrote, but, Teddy is the only good part of Ed. It, I, I completely agree. Teddy is amazing, and I love him so much. Teddy's an angel. Um, His mom... She's a lot, but also I love that she just kind of, like, stood there and was, like, just listening to him be like, I wanted to ask her to marry me, but I asked her what she wants out of the relationship, and she wanted kids, and I don't want kids. I'm not even ready to be a father to Prince. And she's like, yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yeah, she, that's, okay, yeah, that brings me back to one of my notes that I had was when she, he was explaining things to his mom, he definitely made it seem like he was, like, Rose told me that she wanted two kids and I told it, it the way that he phrased it made it seem like he just found out that Rose wanted more kids and that he they immediately had that conversation and it's like dude that is not how it went at all but okay Mm-mm. go off no and I'm sure that his mom's like well I would like another grandchild yeah yeah when they first talked about it but god I don't know he his whole thing at the airport where he was just like I get I get that he was sad that he doesn't have Rose anymore, but he just I just don't really believe that he ever actually thought of her as a person. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I am interested. Yeah, there wasn't a ton about them this episode. I'm interested in next episode, though, because the teaser um, was Ed talking to his daughter about everything that went yes. on. And his daughter was like, yeah, you chose your you chose her over me and it was not cool. And I'm just really excited to see how that goes and see Ed be confronted by his daughter because he fucking deserves it. He really does. It's not cool what he did to anybody involved in the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Rose's uh, social media is great, though, because now she's talking yes. about like her cousin who does the photo shoots for her in front of pretty mm-hmm. walls and... It's so cute. I she, love her. She's on TikTok now, too. Uh-huh. She's come up in my timeline. Like, she's doing all the TikTok dances and stuff. And she did, a like, a spoof of the... There's a TikTok sound that's going around right now that is uh, a scene between Ed and Rose. And she did a reenactment of it. And it was incredible. And I love Rose. Yes. She's amazing. She's an angel. She's just so good. And I'm glad that now she's getting the attention and affection that she deserves from other people that aren't ed yeah literally nobody has bad things to say about rose rose yeah did nothing wrong this whole season seriously <laughs> well yeah queen rose queen rose queen and a prince oh yes she... what 
I hope she finds her king. I know. That's what I was just going to say, too. Uh, <laughs> Hell yes. Who is okay. fine with her not shaving her legs. Hell yeah. Don't shave your fucking legs. I haven't shaved my legs in quarantine, and it is about time to shave them just because I have it kind of like exfoliates. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the only um, reason I shave my legs. Pretty much. Yeah. Fuck men. It's not for them. That's for goddamn sure. Uh-uh. Uh, okay. How about okay. we do Ash and Avery? Yeah, let's do them. Okay. So this episode was Avery's last day in Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. Or Melbourne, as she says it, and Ash tried to correct her. That was just the best. Yes. Where she, he, She's like, um, well, I just say Melbourne. And he's like, you can say it however you want to say it, but was like obviously offended. Yeah, it's like, it's wrong now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. We're, it's it's Melbourne. <laughs> um, so she said that uh, it felt like she had been in a relationship boot camp, which honestly, that is exactly what she has been in. Because mm-hmm. holy shit, yeah, she said um, that she had, yeah, they. She said they had a that she had expected to be engaged by the end of the trip. But she realized that they have a lot more to work on before they can get there. So at least they acknowledge that and they're not rushing into something, mm-hmm. you know, just because they feel like they have to be engaged by the end of the trip. At least they're, you know, setting their expectations a little bit more realistically because it's clear that they have a lot of stuff they have to work out before they can, you know, commit to one another. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so the thing that I really questioned about this one was they were talking in the airport, like, I don't know when I'm going to see you again. And she's like, when can you come to Seattle? When he says he needs to get Australian citizenship first, which, first of all, that's going to be a lot long process. And um, mm-hmm. then he just never mentioned the fact that he said that he got denied a visa because of bankruptcy. And we've never come back to that point. Like, what was yeah. it? What happened? Yeah, they were talking, and I guess they were trying to. A- Ash, or sorry, Avery was trying to get a timeline on maybe when Ash thought he would be able to visit, and he was like, "Yeah, it could be three months, but it could be up to a year." And I'm like, "I think it's gonna be a lot fucking longer than that, just based on all the shit. Like, not even like you said, just getting citizenship alone is like a fucking long fucking process." And I don't so, understand why he didn't get Australian citizenship when he was married to an Australian national. Sion. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really know how that works at all. Like it I seems like Maybe. he should have because he has a kid that's an Australian now. Yeah, you'd think, but who knows? I don't know. I don't understand immigration law very well, even though I tried to figure it out for a while. Yeah, it's there's a lot. It's confusing. It is, but. Um, I think they aren't together now, though. I think they've kind of confirmed that by Instagram, yeah. which I think, I think is probably so too, good. For the best, yeah. I think Avery could do a lot better, and she could probably... Like, I just feel like at, there's really nothing special about Ash in any way. And Avery's like a... Like, there's there's no way that Avery... Avery seems like... She seems like a catch, Really, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I feel, yeah, and who knows, you know, what she's really like. But yeah. there are still guys that would date somebody who looked like Avery, who was, like, a complete mess. So well, And she lives in Seattle. She's going to be fine. I mean, come on. She's exactly. She's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not like she lives in a cow town in Nebraska or something where there's, like, 15 people right. she's already dated. Like, she lives in a very yeah. wonderful international city. Yeah, exactly. So, Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I didn't really have too much on them, I think. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, you want to do Lisa and Usman next? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, the first thing I have in my notes about them is a quote from Lisa, which she said, I don't care what our problems are. He should have proposed to me by now. Uh-huh. Um, I literally had the note of the response from Usman in there that said, I don't have to propose to you if we are having problems. Hell yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, no, if you guys are having big problems, don't get fucking engaged. 
Like, you need to work through those before you can, uh, you know, agree to be with this person for the rest of your life. You need to figure out if you're able to work through those problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't and know. And I don't think they will be. Let's be real. I don't think they will because her problems are that he, like, isn't an American man who lives in America. Right. Like, neither of them are going to be able to change, I think, in order to accommodate the other person. So it's just not going to work, guys. I'm sorry. I for sure agree with you there. I don't think they're going to make it. Oh, But then he did propose. He did propose. <laughs> uh, so the thing, so I guess we talked about this before, but they're planning on having, like, a, like getting married in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And they had to, like, get the mom permission for all that stuff. That's what all that stuff was. And so Usman, I guess, ends up proposing the day before they get married, which, mm-hmm. like, I, okay. And um, Lisa was talking about how she was annoyed that he waited to that long because people are going to think she got knocked up. I don't. Honey, nobody's mm. going to think that. I don't, I don't know. Can you get pregnant after <laughs> menopause? These are questions I haven't had to ask yet. uh, I mean, no, you're not supposed to. Yeah. It's like, um, no, that would not be any, literally nobody is thinking that. Don't you worry. Uh, No. No, the only thing that people would think is maybe you got yourself a sugar baby, but. Yeah, definitely. And that's, well, maybe. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's not also the fact that he proposed the day before the wedding is not going to be people's like main thing that they're worried about Mm-mm. in this wedding, in this marriage. So. No, no, especially like the second half of their story in this episode was just like all of his brothers being like, "Yeah, no, we do believe that women should be somewhat subservient to their husbands, and you should expect yeah. not to see him that often. Don't expect him, yeah, all day." It, yeah. So the second half of the episode. She, Lisa and Usman sit down with his, Usman's brothers, and Lisa is planning on basically, like, attacking and, like, confronting Usman on his behavior and their problems in front of their brothers because he, Lisa thinks that, somehow, thinks that his brothers are going to side with her. Why would she think that? I don't know. Like, even if they didn't agree with him, they still wouldn't publicly, like, side with their... Exactly. Weird American white lady. Yeah, it's, she's just so, it's, it's just, it's remarkable to me that even after, you know, this lady has been dating this Nigerian man for, I don't even remember how long, but also has been in Nigeria and is still not getting that, like, Nigerian culture is so fucking different Mm -hmm. than American culture. That's just, she just does not get it. She cannot wrap her mind around it, and it's really cringy well and she really thinks that she's doing the most because she was like in this episode she said um that she has been trying so hard to blend to his culture and i was just like where bitch like you haven't you've complained about the beds you've complained about like the smell the goats that you have to ask for his, his mom's permission that you have to do this this and that like she's done nothing but just criticize what he expects culturally she even was talking like talking about um because i guess they were going to pray and they needed to wash their feet i think i I kind of missed exactly what they had to do but lisa was going on and on about how weird it was and it's like bitch that's like part of what they do that's part of their traditions like don't call it weird yeah like it might be not something that you've done before but that doesn't mean it's weird yeah I don't know. Yeah, this episode was where she had to wash her feet in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was great, because I'm like, that toilet looks sparkling. No it one did. has it used really that clean. toilet. Maybe it's a bidet, because that's why it has the yeah. handles. Then no one's even mm-hmm. shitting in it. Like, you're just hovering your butt over it, and everything in a bathroom is covered in poop anyway, so. Exactly. Exactly. Poop splatter. Ugh, part- particles. So many poop particles. So many poop particles everywhere. I'm so, like, weird about that. I have my uh, toothbrush behind a little wall so that I don't get poop particles on my toothbrush. I get that. We, I miss my last, um, in our apartment that we lived in in Cincinnati, we had, like, a medicine cabinet, so I was able to, like, we'd put our toothbrushes in the medicine cabinet, and mm-hmm. they didn't get poop on them, but we now don't you're have just that poop here. City. So now I have a poopy toothbrush. 
Yeah, sorry about your poopy teeth. That's all right. At least they're clean, I guess. At least there's no plaque. Yeah, only poop. <laughs> only poop. Uh, okay, so now we have my the last... final... Oh, go. I was just going to say my last note for them is I've lost count of how many scenes between them have ended with Lisa just storming off. I know. She's <laughs> being like a full-on... Uh, what's his name? Louisville guy. Uh, Paul. Paul, yeah. Where he She's just runs. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does like that anime run yes yes oh god i would love to see lisa do that that'd be hilarious holy shit maybe she will maybe she'll get maybe. some like tennis shoes on and go get yes. gone okay so i think we only have two left and they've uh-huh. been the two the two big ones that i think we're focused on this week so who yeah. do you want to start with god i don't know I th- maybe let's start with joffrey and varia and end with david and okay. lana because i think david and lana okay. will continue more next week probably yeah okay so jeffrey and varia as a reminder from last week it ended the episode last week ended with varia's quote unquote surprising jeffrey in america and mary who is jeffrey's newest well they've had a history together and they're together again was there and yes that's how it ended yeah varia was very upset that he had moved on yes and i I don't know. I feel like this, the last couple episodes, we talked very highly of Varya at the beginning, but she, like, really have has really gotten to be the last couple episodes. <laughs> in particular, this one, it just drove, it dri- and this is something I think we've talked about in a previous episode, but it fucking drives me crazy. First of all, I don't even know if necessarily, like, what you would call what Jeffrey and Mar- Mary were doing cheating, because I don't even know if him and Varya were technically together. But regardless, even if it was a cheating thing, like, it's not... It, you should be blaming Jeffrey more than you're blaming Mary. Mm-hmm. She just like yelled at Mary and was like totally like really mean to her when if she's angry about the situation, her anger should be directed at Jeffrey. Yeah. And not at Mary. I think a lot of it is like, I don't know what it is, but maybe Jeffrey has just like some like hypnotizing dick or something because there's something's up. So he's, I don't know how it's inexplainable. And so I've been watching her live and she was like live today um, and she's actually been very good about that. She's like, I know I was upset. I kind of don't even remember what I said. Like I just was angry at everyone involved. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's an emotional thing. So I get it. I can give her some space for that. Yeah. Try not to judge her too harshly on that, but it did, it did. Yeah. bother me a little bit. Yeah. But then it kind of felt like it was, being shown is just a one-sided thing when really it was a two-sided thing, especially when Mary showed up to the drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like yeah. both of them were just fucking with each other. Like, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm, I'm sure she is. Yeah. But, um, well, and that's something we, I was going to bring up, too, and you sent me an article about this er- this morning, but uh, we it's been revealed that in, I think, 2013 or something, mm-hmm. Mary was arrested for domestic violence, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Jeffrey was. So, like I said in a text to you, maybe they're Maybe they're a match made in heaven. <laughs> Who knows? Jesus Christ. I don't know. Like, they just both, maybe they just need to go be really good friends in anger management. Mm-hmm. And honestly, but if I were Mary and I, the way that Jeffrey just kind of Let's see. I have a, Let me look at my notes real quick and see how I... He did just kind of, like, revel in them fighting over him, and then... Yes. He was just like, oh, it's not going to be a problem, when he just was like, oh, I'll see how it goes with Varya, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing, is, like, if I were Mary and I saw how Jeffrey reacted to Varya being there, and it seemed like the way... He was just kind of moving on, like, I guess Varya's my... I don't know. It was just, like, the weird, the way he was treating Varya when he and Mary are supposedly together now uh-huh. and if I were Mary and I saw that I'd be like dude fuck you no. uh, yeah both Mary and Varya were getting mixed signals from him even just in the parts that we saw like mm-hmm. why yeah. you were so upset that she showed up and you were there with Mary then you invite her to drinks with your friends yeah like just no. say no you have to stay at the house I'm gonna go out right exactly um like here's yeah. here's Grubhub. Go ahead. Yeah. God, I don't know. Um, and also, just she was saying today in her live that meeting his kids 
in that scene where she shows up was just like the fucking worst because that's the first time she'd ever met them and everybody was angry and she was like I don't even really remember what happened with them but all I know is that it's horrible and I never want to speak to anybody ever again yeah I don't blame her like holy shit yeah it was just a mess yeah um jeffrey was actually i have a quote from jeffrey he was talking this is when he was talking to his friends when they were out drinking Mm -hmm. he was like i'm completely innocent in all this is what he said that's a joke that's a literal quote from him and i was just like that's a man who's like constantly putting women on the back burner when another thing comes you know it's like you are not innocent my dude yeah you're not and also you just like told someone go fuck yourself when they said, no, I don't want to marry you after we've been dating for five months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you are a donkey on the edge or something. I don't fucking know what your yeah. deal is, but you need to figure it out. <laughs> for real. For <sighs> real. Yeah, so his whole thing where she was like, it hurts that he moved on and he didn't tell me. And she says to him, I always messaged you and you didn't respond to me. And he said, well, wasn't that an answer? And it's like, no, that like ghosting is a cultural thing for one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, yes. like, just fucking say, no, we're through to every message she sends. That's fine. Yeah, I have I have no patience for our people who, like, ghost people or just ignore them and 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 expect that to be enough of a explanation. Or... Yeah, like, non-communication is not communication. Exactly, exactly. So The silent them. treatment is a fucking childish-ass move. Just yep. tell people why you're angry. How you feel and what you want to do going forward. Yeah, be an adult. Like I, like we've all, I'm sure a lot of us have gotten you know texts from exes upset, wanting to get back together, wanting to like. But like, you, I don't know. Even I had a really horrible relationship, broke up with him, and he kept texting me to get back. And even though I hated him and I did not want to talk to him, I would just be like, no, mm-hmm. sorry, no. That's the that's all you have to say. You don't yeah. even have to. Just, but no response is not a response. Yeah, and it's not like you have to give them the time of day for more than, you know, a week or something of no's or less than yeah. that even. But you have to give yeah, them one, one firm answer. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't Jeffrey's know. Jeffrey's trash. Yeah, he's trash. And Mary apparently is trash. And I mm-hmm. don't... She always gave me kind of bad vibes. But I do feel a little Mary, bad yeah. for her. I mean, I feel bad for her because nobody deserves to be treated like that and to be treated as a second choice that's just not cool but yeah i did not ever i don't care for her personally so Mm -hmm. i don't know she was at one point in time in her thing while they were still fighting um the like monologues or whatever she's like it's embarrassing and i feel like a fool and i'm like i think i would have felt that way when i started liking jeffrey yeah exactly (laughs) you should be ashamed for liking jeffrey at all yeah and I know I keep saying Joffrey, and it's because I think of him as the Game of Thrones Joffrey. That's fair. That's a fair comparison, <laughs> honestly. Um, oh, the only other thing that I have to say is Varya said spouse instead of spouse, and it was the most Oof. beautiful, cute pronunciation. Because, like, that word doesn't make sense. Our no. language is fucked up, but spouse. Yeah. <laughs> yes, spouse. Um, okay. Are we ready to move on to David and Lana now? Yeah, I think we're ready to David, David and, Lana and Lana it up because this was awkward as fuck. Oh, it was so... Every time they were together, I was just like... Ugh, it was just like pure cringe. Uh-huh. It hurt my soul. Like, to literally, like, oh, God. When they were in that cafe. Yeah. So, let's see. They basically had their first date in the previous episode, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then yes. now they are doing, like, their second date. And she's like... They start talking and he starts asking her questions and then she's like, I think I'm going to go home now. And then they have a dinner. Yeah. So that's the whole episode, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. And, um, let's see. Sorry. I mean, honestly, yeah, I kind so of Lana- think... Oh, go, 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 go. I was going to say, this is one thing that the producers were asking Lana, um, why did she give David a fake address? And she was like, well, it's for my safety. And that's totally fair, especially because this guy ended up, like, fucking going and knocking on the door. Like, you yeah. can use a fake address to somebody you don't know. That's okay. Yeah, that's like, who not... would have known if David was not, like, if if he wasn't the weird little mushy man that he is emotionally, 
He could have mm-hmm. just been some dude who was super fucking pissed that she bailed. Go and kill her. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. not unreasonable. Exactly. That's literally um, what I was about to say, because I was like, honestly, I think <laughs> Lana, more and more, I think she's not a catfish and, like, was actually, you know, just kind of going along with it, but... Yeah. Real. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we talked about this last week, like, the origin, like, I don't know really the specifics of this website that they met on but it does not seem like a a dating website Mm -mm. you know what i mean it seems it does not i don't think that lana was going into this like expressly being like hey like i think that i think she thought that he understood that it was like not quite a dating thing and unfortunately david just it went over his head was it you who sent me the tiktok with david doing the mm to the song yeah it's a mbop yes i think i almost literally watched that and then sent it back to you (laughs) (laughs) i've done that before sometimes i'll watch this and i'm like uh did jillian send me this already i don't know but i'm gonna send it anyway just in case well sometimes i'll be watching like what chris sends me and i'll just keep sending back all the videos because i'll forget that it's i'm watching like what he sent me and i'll be like oh fuck (laughs) oh well okay well at least you know i liked him so yeah, exactly. It's like, that's how you know that you've really found the wavelength, because you know everybody will enjoy it. Exactly. Um, yeah, so their first... Okay, so I think the first thing that I want to talk about about them is when the producers ask her, how much money has David sent you? And mm-hmm. she won't answer and never answers? Yes. yes. That was so much. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very curious about that, but... I don't blame her for not answering. Right? Like, she would definitely have gotten fully roasted for that, but also, he's giving it freely. I mean, yeah. And definitely (laughs) in this situation, she may have thought that he was paying for a service. Yes. Um, Also, another thing I wanted to bring up is in this episode, one of the things they do on a date is they go bowling, (sighs) and David reveals that he was a professional bowler, and, like, that makes so much fucking sense to me uh-huh. he seems like a professional bowler yeah it's like that or like billiards <laughs> yeah something something like that but the best part is that he fucking sucked yeah i was literally again i was like man to have the confidence of a mediocre white man i'm a professional bowler one pin <laughs> yeah so they made a bet because lana said that she wasn't comfortable kissing him yet and they made a bet that if David got a strike in bowling that they would kiss or something. And, like, it was so awkward to watch because the whole time you could tell Lana was just watching and, like, praying that he did not get a strike. Mm -hmm. And it was so, so uncomfortable. God, and then when he did, that, like, (laughs) she just kind of, like, let her face be kissed and then just turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. That's like, how does he not know? Like, she doesn't want to meet you, bud. No, the signs are all there. She doesn't want to hang out with you. Um, then after bowling, they went to dinner. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's been totally reasonable about all this. She's like, I think if David wants more physical closeness, I think we need to spend more time together. Like, Yeah, which is fair for anybody. Like, yeah, you should which... not feel pressure to kiss or have sex with anybody until you are ready for it, no mm-hmm. matter how into the person you are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. She, I just love her, and I just want her to come to America just for fun. I want her to get, come to America so she can go get her makeup. Go yeah. to makeup shopping. Shit. Yeah, let's take her to Sephora and, like, Mac. Hell yes. I, I, I'd go with Lana. Yeah. For sure. I feel like she'd wear a mask, too. Yeah, yeah, I think she definitely would. Yeah, she'd have, like, a little bottle of, hand, like, fancy hand sanitizer in her bag. Definitely, definitely. And it's so funny, because, like, in a lot of ways, Lana and Darcy are very similar kinds of people mm-hmm. in how they present mm-hmm. themselves. But Lana somehow does it like so much more like authentically like, oh, no, I'm buying clothes that are good and fashionable yeah. because they'll last for a while and make me look good, whatever. But I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. I guess. I, I think the biggest difference between them is that like Lana just seems to be a more like honest and genuine person and Darcy just seems fake and seems like she i don't know 
like she's the type of person who if she saw somebody she fucking hated she would like pretend like they're best friends you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then behind their back be like oh my fucking god yeah yeah full mean girls i love your skirt i hate your fucking skirt <laughs> exactly i think lana would just be like not say anything yeah she would just lana be like- would mm, yeah exactly so that's the difference but yeah, yeah i like lana and it's also, it's, it's funny. I just I eat the rich. Eat the rich for sure. I feel like Lana can't really be counted as rich. She doesn't seem rich. Yeah, I don't really know, but yeah, uh, the last uh, one of the last things I have in my notes, and I don't even know why I have this in my notes, but when they were at the restaurant, um, Lana orders something rabbit, rabbit, and he was like, "Are you eating rabbit?" And first of all, like that's not even that weird. Huh? Like, I I've eaten a lot know. of rabbit in my life. I've never eaten rabbit, but I'm also just, like, really picky, and um, I've never had the opportunity to eat rabbit, really, but, like, it's not, that's not, like, a meat that's, like, nobody eats, or, like, unheard of in America, even. Yeah, or it's not like you're eating one of those little fucking Ortolan birds, where you eat the whole bird under the napkin to hide yourself from God, like. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) um, but anyway, I have, I just have in my notes this quote of, um. When he was talking to Lana about, like, asking about the rabbit, he was just like, we call them bunnies. <laughs> I know. It was so good. <laughs> the Holy way he shit. said it, I was like, what the fuck? We call them bunnies. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair, the last time I had rabbit, I was in Paris with my aunt, which sounds very fucking bougie Madeline of yeah, me. Yeah, but this Paris was one. with my aunt eating rabbits. <laughs> this is when I lived in London and it was like, you know, 50 bucks to go on the train to Paris. Yeah, okay, that's, yes. So that's I'm less fancy. Um, but I had, I ordered rabbit at this like fancy French restaurant she was paying for because she wanted to take me out to a nice meal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, we like get lit on red wine and I order the rabbit. Hell yeah. And the waiter comes up, a French man in Paris he gives me it and he says this is your rabbit I have to tell you my favorite scene in Bambi is when the mom gets shot and then he just walks away from the table and I was like holy shit holy shit what the fuck I don't know I was like so you could eat her like yeah what what are you supposed to do with that I was like Sorry, I just had to say that because that is just about as fucking weird as the bunnies. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens between them next week. It's so weird. And he's, like, so weird about it. Like, he feels it, – it seems so transactional. Like, when she's like, I think I need to go mm-hmm. get to know you better. And he's like, well, what do you need to know? Like, she's going to have, like, a little list that she's, like, filling <laughs> like, in her um, Mad Libs. Yeah, like a check a checklist of things that you need to ask. Yeah, that's – just something that comes with time that's not something you just sit down and like knock out like a fucking homework assignment yeah it's like okay so i need you to get really like get a really bad stomach flu and feel really shitty so that i can see how you (laughs) react to me when you are feeling at your worst it's like okay yes so now you have to make that happen eat some bunnies eat some bunnies (sighs) (laughs) um and then he invited her to his hotel which was a lot Mm. It just, it's so weird. I don't like it. It just feels like he has such a fucking agenda about it. Yeah. And just every time he, every time, just watching them together is just literally the most uncomfortable thing ever. And he literally always, every time he hugs her, he goes, "Mm," every time. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's just makes me want to literally throw up. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it last week. I couldn't not Sorry. hear it. I was sitting there and I was like, fuck, now I hear it. And Chris is like, you didn't hear it before. <laughs> He's like, it's been haunting me for weeks. Good. I'm glad Chris is with me on this one. Yeah, no, it's bad. I think I just had blocked it out because I didn't want it. I just didn't want it. That's fair. I don't want it either. <laughs> all right. I think that's kind of it. Like, Yeah, that's all I had. David and Lana, they're going to be a hoot. I don't have any fun uh, rank things to do this week. Yeah, me either. We'll probably do more of that stuff like at the end of the season where we can mm-hmm. look at their stories as a whole and we'll give them some good superlatives. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. So you can follow yes. us at TV Literate on 
Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find us at Patreon if you would like to support us. And we would like to say as a podcast, Black Lives Matter. That is not a political statement. They, they, <laughs> they just matter. That's yeah. it. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's it for this week, though. So we will see you guys next week. I am Megan. And I am Jillian. And we are TV Literate.